a safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CJAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Coming up after 10.15, the guys panel uh, joins me. We're going to talk about uh, men's ability to forge intimate relationships with other men. And what does it mean to be a man today? Are the pressures any different? And also we're going to talk about kissing. It seems to be more important for women than for men. Let's see what these guys have to say, and we'll be going live on Facebook as well. But but first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. Time to answer some of your questions, which you can also send to me by email to laurie at drlaurie.com. Uh, question is, I've been listening to your show on and off. I want to get to the point about myself. I'm a happily married man and with kids. I think I will never be able to ask my doctor about this. Therefore, my question to you would be regarding the male genital organ size. I come across on the topics on advertisements regarding enlargements and different kinds of medications to improve its size. The reason for asking this is because I have an average size of around 6 inches, but this has been kind of bothering me since I have read a lot of stuff over the net. I really, I'd really appreciate if you could shed some light in this matter. So now I'm wondering why would average bother you? In fact, you're uh, above average. Have you noticed how many times I get questions about penis size and premature ejaculation, which I've, that's coming up again as well. Uh, so the average penis size is between five and six inches erect, closer to 5.2, something like that. Uh, so I can tell you right now, there's absolutely nothing Nothing that is offered on the internet that can actually enlarge a penis. They can say all they want. They can try to sell you all this stuff. None of it works. There is a surgery that can add maybe a couple of centimeters, but it involves severing the ligaments that attach your penis uh, to the pelvis. So basically, it's just so that your penis hangs lower, but it changes nothing in terms of uh, your erection. If you're overweight, losing weight can actually add some length because fatty tissue uh, grows around the pubic area, which then covers up part of uh, the penis, like it gets kind of sucked into that, to that uh, you know, extra fat, basically. So please, stop reading all that garbage on the internet. There's so little of the information out there that is actually valid. Always make sure you look for anybody who says studies have shown, show the studies. What, what are the references to those, uh, to those studies or doctor recommended? Who's the doctor who's recommending this? Like you have to be, uh, really, really careful with all of this. So, um, I would say never trust a source that is trying to sell you something. In fact, this morning I heard uh, Dr. Mitch say the exact same thing when, uh, you know, Dr. Google, it's like you do not trust sources that give you all kinds of medical information and then try to sell you something. So that's like, you should use that as a, as a given that if they're trying to sell you something and telling you about all these benefits and health and, and science, and it sounds kind of legit, but they're trying to sell you something, it's, uh, it's not. So uh, I really, uh, I hope that helps you. I'm a 35-year-old guy, married, and in the last few weeks when I have an orgasm, nothing comes out. 
is this serious? Who should I see about this? So what I'm understanding from this is you have the sensation of an orgasm, uh, but nothing comes out. So we, what may be happening is something called retrograde ejaculation. So instead of going out, it's going inwards. Uh, so what I would ask you to check is check to see if when you urinate after, if it's cloudy, if your urine is cloudy. If that's the case, then there's retrograde ejaculation. There's no health risk to that at all. Um, but it would be interesting to find out why this is happening. I, I, I can't tell you, I don't know the causes, the actual causes of retrograde ejaculation. It's not all that common, um, but it, I do know that it's not anything to, uh, to be uh, worried about. I'm wondering, is there a new medication that you're on, for example? Has there been any kind of injury? Um, like those are some of the things I would look for, but I, I would ask your doctor uh, to maybe refer you to a urologist to see uh, to see what's going on, even though you don't have to worry about it, but just for your own sake. And maybe you want to have kids or uh, I don't know if you have kids or not, but it, this might be something that obviously if you want kids, you want to be able to ejaculate outwards, not inwards. Uh, so that might uh, certainly make a whole difference. Can masturbating too much hurt my penis? Another very common question about frequent masturbation. So it's not that it can hurt your penis unless you are uh, doing it so much that there's chafing that you're causing and, and skin irritation. So there would be skin irritations for sure. Uh, but you should keep in mind that masturbating too much um, can create a sort of a, an addictive cycle. So every time you know, you're feeling a little blue or down or anxious, you turn to masturbation as a relief and release and you get into this, this habit. So that, and if there's porn watching that goes with it, you're also doing something to your brain at the same time. The second thing is when you masturbate too much, you're, you're getting your body used to one form of stimulation. And so when you end up with a partner, it may make it difficult to experience a, a different kind of sensation. Not that, I mean, it will be pleasurable, but it will not, you may not be able to get there to, to actually orgasm unless you finish yourself off because you're so used to that form of stimulation in order to, um, to orgasm. So th those are some of the things that you really have to, uh, to think about. Uh, and last question, which is, again, one of the most common questions uh, that I answer. Um, I've been a premature ejaculator all my life. Is there any medicine that could help me? So, yes, there is. And I talked, I think, last night we had a question about that. The night before we had a question about that. But, of course, you know, we have new listeners, too. So be patient. Let's, let's all show some compassion. And even though you've heard me say this many times and you could give the answer yourself, let me give the answer. So uh, for s most premature ejaculators, you can train yourself to 
um, to slow everything down. So, but it requires patience and it requires exercises, specific exercises, stop and start uh, exercises, for example. It, it requires you doing this with masturbation, then moving on to with a partner. So you need, you need patience, you need time. Uh, and um, and you need practice, basically. So it's a question of being aware of the point of no return, because oftentimes premature ejaculates are like, they don't they're not even they don't even know that it's happening. It's like, oops, it's done, right? So you have to be aware just before you get to that point. So it means focusing on your sensations rather than distracting yourself with thoughts of uh, baseball, for example, like unrelated to sex, which actually does the, uh, the opposite. So you have to remember that. Uh, and the medication, yes, for some people, uh, taking a low-dose antidepressant actually helps because it's the side effect of the medication that's actually uh, actually doing that. So I do have other questions coming in on the text board. I'm going to ask you guys to keep those questions. I'll answer them first thing tomorrow because right now uh, I want to uh, bring in our guys panel and talk about uh, men and their ability to forge intimate relationships with other men. I don't mean sexual, but intimate relationships with other men. And what does it mean to be a man today? Would love to hear your thoughts on uh, on that. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. One of my favorite songs, so you'll just indulge me while we listen to this a little bit. <laughs> Some of you may recognize this as the closing song of passion of last season, <laughs> and that is the voice of Stephen Voice, award-winning and nominated artist, singer, songwriter, music producer, actor, and uh, engineer. <laughs> <laughs> as well. Yeah, I just added that at the, you know, so what? That, oh, thank the, you. So what? That whole education you got in university. It's just, it's just eh, a thing. It's just a thing, just exactly. A thing. This is our Boys Club. We're live on Facebook. So excited to have this gang here. Stephen Droulis, another one of our uh, regulars. He's the chef and owner of Restaurant Vivaldi. He's uh, 41, married with two kids. I should say Stephen Voice is single, ladies, uh, 30-ish. Putting you on the spot there. No, I know you yeah, did. I, I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get you a nice girl. Uh, and Sukdev Benning, who is a flow coach, uh, he's 30-ish in a relationship, no kids. So we've got a nice uh, different uh, statuses going on here. So welcome, guys. So excited to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. As Glad always, as always. And of course, Paris Mensory behind the camera. She stays quiet except during the break. So uh, Will 
will interact with you, though. Uh, join us on Facebook at, at Dr. Lori Betito, B-E-T-I-T-O. You can watch us live, interact with us as well, ask these guys any questions, and we'll learn all about these guys and what they do. Don't you want to know what a flow coach does? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to flow in here a little bit, right? Let's okay, We'll do it during the break. He'll do, get us into a little exercise. All right, I have all you gentlemen here. And I want to ask you, what does it mean to be a man today? I'm asking you this because we often speak about the pressures that women have, you know, having like especially career women and children and the job and all of that. We rarely discuss the pressures that men face. I don't even know why, why we don't, but let's talk about what pressures guys feel. And I'm wondering if that has changed in like the different generations and i and it leads me to think like okay what does it mean to be a man today i think if you're born in you know maybe in 1940 you'd have a different response than being born in 1970 or 80 or 90 so let's go with you guys Stephen, uh, <laughs> no, let's go to suit them. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's pointing to him. <laughs> so what does it be, mean to be a man that's a great question um I think just looking at statistics and what we see in terms of suicide rates, this just today I saw 77% of men in the U.S. commit suicide. No, it's not 77. It's 77% of suicides are men. That's what I meant right, to say, okay. yes. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're, you're scaring me. There's like, not a lot of men around there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes, uh, and so really like what I've been witnessing and seeing just in, in my work and, and what's going on out there is that there's this real calling to open up and bring up vulnerability to the table. Mm -hmm. And um, for myself, part of my process and my growth process has been through really connecting to the heart space and really letting myself be vulnerable, be seen. And when things aren't going well, to actually go ahead and seek help. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So to me, the component of being a man where it used to be you know, dim down your emotions. You have to be strong. You got to hold it together. Yeah. Don't get help because that that means weakness if you exactly. if you seek help for anything. And also being able to open up to your brothers, to your fathers, to to other mm. male figures is extremely important. And the more as men we come together and have each other's backs, then we can actually start to come together in, in different and unique ways. So. To me, like to putting a definition to what a man is, is I feel like dependent on the man. Mm -hmm. And for myself, it's really something, it's about wholeness to me. So. Well, I think how you're describing it is is the way to be human. And and I think if we could, does it have to be what a man is, what a woman is, but mm. what about what it is to be human? If we can all be on that same, exactly. that same level, right? Yeah. That same plane where it's okay for everybody to express their vulnerability. It's okay for everybody to uh, show feelings and to connect emotionally and and to be able to do all of that. 100%. Hmm. Stephen, yeah. what about you? I mean, I, I have to agree with Sue. I think that was a really brilliant answer. It's kind of hard to even follow that. I know, um, I'm so smart. I was like, why did I, let, why, why did I point at you? <laughs> Jeez. Um, no, I mean, you know, growing up, uh, I was told, you know, as a man, you have to repress your emotions, you have to be strong, you, you can't show your feelings, and and that followed me for a really long time. Oh yeah. 
for a really long time and I and, and I held myself back and, and and when I was in my darkest times I kept it all inside and because of that when I fell I really fell because I felt like there was no one I can talk to wow. um and 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 it pushed me to really terrible places um and it's only when I started using my music as a means to release my emotions that I started to connect with other people and I realized other people had things that they were feeling as well and they just needed someone to make them feel like it's okay to talk about it um, and ever since I've done that, I feel like as a person, I've grown. I just feel because mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm not ashamed to tell people when I'm happy, sad, upset. Mm-hmm. You need to let that out. Um, and, and I think uh, I, I think in today's world, more and more men are, are accepting that it's OK to feel things. There's nothing wrong. It doesn't it doesn't make you weak. In fact, it makes you strong, mm-hmm. accepting that you need help. Right. Yeah. I often tell people the people who show up in my office are the strong ones. Not the weak ones. Mm. The ones who don't come are the weak ones, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Especially when you know something's not right inside or not not going well for you. Totally. Stephen Drulis, what do you think? <clears throat> oh, my opinion. I mean, I agree pretty much with everything <laughs> they just said. But as the how can uh, you disagree, right? It's like, how can we disagree with all <laughs> oh, this good stuff? <laughs> I, lo- I, lo- I, lo- I love being the devil's advocate, but uh, you go ahead. No, no. You, how did you grow up? What What were you told? Well, I mean. Uh, so the, the difference the question being what it is to be a man today so yeah I grew up with all the traditional you know put away childish things be a man as a father and as a husband I do take it upon myself to, I put the pressure on myself to provide for my family financially emotionally in whichever way mm-hmm. I can so you feel uh, that pressure that it's on you I'll never be able mostly. to shake that okay. I'll always want to be strong for my family okay 2019 okay uh, my wife's not stay at home. She goes to work. She's got pressure. She needs help. It's not, I can't have the gender role of a guy from the forties and fifties when she, she doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, so I got to adapt. So to be a man today, well, I got to make myself, you know, more available to my wife, to my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, like do more of the kids stuff, do more of the, the yeah. child rearing, child caring, all that Look, stuff. I want to do it, uh, but I feel like it's expected of me as an additional task now. Uh, and <clears throat> so that's a pressure on, on you that uh, your dad wouldn't have had, let's say, even if, even if your mother worked. Yeah, less because right? just, they just didn't do it back then, you know. So uh, I remember my mom worked, yeah. but she had to do everything also. Yeah. So yeah. she worked and cooked and cleaned and 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 my father sat on the couch after work, like. Yeah. So for me now today is like everyone's talking about being able to talk to your, you know, a friend or vent or let it out. Well, I choose my wife for that, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, which was my challenge to, you know, open up, even though we were married, to open up to my wife and, yeah, show a bit of vulnerability and let us listen. I'm a little stressed out. This is happening. This is happening. You so know, that was more difficult to do. Yeah, because I, I can't help but shake the feeling that, you know, I want to, you know, I want them. If my wife and my kids are happy that's my biggest joy so i'll do anything possible i can it's just it's ingrained in me i'll never be able to shake it but you see what ends up happening but what ends up happening is you you want to show them that you're you want them happy so by putting your own burdens on to them you're now disturbing that happiness so what ends up happening is you'll end up holding it all inside. So what's going to happen with all your stress and what's, you know, and then you only have your wife to talk to 
and you don't want to talk to her. So what do you do with all that? I don't only have I mean, my wife, but I, yeah. Okay, but in general, if yeah. you say she's the one that you pick to be the most vulnerable with. Primarily, yeah. Right. So then you kind of get stuck with all that because what if you're having the worst day and what if like you have so much stress and you have all these financial worries and maybe something happened at the restaurant right. and something terrible and you're, you're not going to bring it home. I try not to. Yeah, yeah see? I try not to. Yeah. Well, but, but that, that becomes, yeah, you know, it's a uh, another one of those big pressures. <laughs> I want to hear from some of our listeners uh, tonight. Well, first off, if you have any questions for, for our guys, from a guy's perspective, maybe you have a question you want to, to get their perspective on stuff. Uh, but what does it mean to be a guy today? And what are the pressures that uh, some of you uh, face? And are they different now? We know that there's, there's a high, higher suicide rate in men. Let's address these mental health issues that men face. And let's just bring it out of the, just bring it out into the open. I think that's really important to do. With Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Stephen voice music all night long. Not just at the end of the show, but all night long. It's our boys club tonight. We are live on Facebook as well, so you can interact with us uh, during our breaks. Just go to my show page, Dr. Lori Batito. Joining me in studio, Stephen Voice, Stephen Droulis, and Sukhdev Benning. Uh, they are, uh, well, two of them, Stephen and Sukhdev are in their 30s. Uh, Stephen is married, has a kid, kids, uh, two daughters, hmm, raising daughters, of course. Uh, we're talking about what does it mean to be a man, and is it difficult for men to forge intimate relationships with other men? And we're talking about also mental health issues and how it over the years it has been difficult for men to reach out so right now we have uh we have jim on the line who wants to weigh in as well hi jim how you doing dr Lori? good how are you very best glad i love your show oh thank you appreciate that i just want to say i i, I disagree a little bit with what's what's been said so far i think okay. we're putting all the onus on men's shoulders okay when we're talking about men being more sensitive i don't it hasn't been my experience, and it's not what I've seen. That that's not what women want. They don't want us to be actually more sensitive. And when we come out with our feelings, they actually tend to shame us. So I think you're putting mm. a little bit too much emphasis on on the guys. And maybe you should be talking and directing some of your observations toward the women and saying, "Look, if we want guys to be more sensitive, women need to be more accepting of that." We need to value that more. I think the same way that men were raised, women were raised to hear those same things, right? So their expectations would be the similar ones to to men's expectations, and yet women will say that they want men to be more sensitive to their needs, for example. Maybe not sensitive like crying sensitive, but maybe uh, show more sensitivity, and at the same time they want to feel safe. But they have to understand that being able to show emotion is also a strength. And we have to change the way we raise all kids, girls and boys, to understand that. But you make a really good point because it's true. Uh, if you ask 
maybe maybe women today want something different. I don't know. But as a woman, I appreciate a man who is nurturing and sensitive. And I married somebody like that who he he's more sentimental than I am. He will come to tears faster than me, uh, you know, and is very, very nurturing, just as nurturing as I would be with my kids. So I, I know that I value that and I appreciate that. But maybe you're right. Maybe it's not most women. I don't know. I, I'd love to hear from women on that. Jim, thanks for that. I think that's a really good point that you uh, that you bring up. Thanks for calling in. What do you think about that? What do you think about what Jim said? Who He's wrote? got a point. He's got a point, <laughs> yeah, huh? Good one. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree as well. But it, there's also that component of the way we perceive sensitivity and the way we perceive um, being being open with your heart and being able to be vulnerable as well. And I think what's really important here is to see how we actually show up with the vulnerability okay because you can show up in your emotions and lost in the emotions and just sort of um not really owning it type of thing so i can see where he's coming from in a sense where if you're absorbed by the emotionality of everything then Mm -hmm. you can't really show up in a way that is strong so how would you give me an example of how somebody would show up in strength, for example. So in strength would be, for example, like you, you mentioned your husband, right? Mm-hmm. So he's able to get a feeling, he has the emotion, he's able to express it, and it's done. You know what right. I mean? It's it's out. It's There's no shame around it. There's no guilt around it. And that, I feel, is what is extremely important to heal. Because if we don't do that, then that's just what's surfacing in the underbelly for mm. so long. So it's the shame and the guilt that really gets us. Like that that's the killer. And and especially with the comment he made, right? In terms of women shaming men for being it's the sensitive shame and the guilt and, that needs to be healed. Right. Like if you, you know, if your guy is sensitive and and cries at something and you're like, "What the hell are you, you know, why are you crying? Like man up, uh whatever it is," right? You you wouldn't want that response. No. That doesn't go very well. <laughs> I agree. I, I just think that it's if 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 all we ever do is act in a certain way to make another person happy or, or fall into the box that they expect us to be in, then we're not going to be happy. I think gender roles can be as harmful as stereotypes mm-hmm. where you say if a black person is a black person, then they have to be a thug. If, a, you know, all this kind of stereotypes, they're dangerous because they yes, pin they people in, in, in boxes that they can't and they feel trapped and they feel they can't be themselves. And I think that's where unhappiness is born. Yeah, good. Uh, good point. couple of texts here. Um, four times as many men commit suicide as women. There is an annual men's international day and there definitely should be. It's not, there's got, there's a reason maybe there's a reason, you know, when we talk about women's international day, we often think about women and women in abusive situations and celebrating women's rights and, and what have you. But we don't talk too much about males and and their suicide rate four times more likely like that's huge Mm -hmm. so they don't have the same and i think part of it is they don't they're not socialized to let it out that's that's number one and so they they don't have those same friendships that women do so when women are hurting we turn to our girlfriends like we talk and talk and talk and talk and talk for hours sometimes, right, with, with our girlfriends until we hash it all out so we feel better. Do guys talk for hours and hours and hours with their guy friends when they're feeling that vulnerable? 
Oh, I talked to <clears throat> I talked to my maybe not for hours and hours. We probably get to the point a little faster. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, thanks. That's a little dig at me for the, <laughs> that last dig at you, right? No, no. <laughs> but uh, no, I got close friends and 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 family around that I I, I feel I can talk to. What I choose to let out uh, is, and how much I choose to let out is, is also a matter of trust, because some things are private, and you know a lot of people are gabby, so mm-hmm. I got to make sure that whoever I'm speaking to that it's it'll stay. But the in, yeah. but you see, like I know the girlfriends that I have really close, intimate relationship relationships with would never be gabby. It's not a. It's not that it. It's not a gossipy thing. It really mm. is. Yeah. I'm there for you. I have your back. What do you need? Yeah. You know, call me any time of day or night. Let's go. Let's go out. Let's talk. Let's. So it would never even occur to me that these women that I would confide in, and lucky for me, I've got quite a few around me, that they would ever say anything. Unless girl, you're talking to girlfriend A about girlfriend B, then it gets a little. Yeah, know. well, but that I'm talking about like the deep stuff, yeah, yeah, right? Not yeah. just the not not yeah. just the the bitching. <laughs> I'm just bitching about somebody. It's a whole other thing. All I know is like I I have a really close male friend. He's right here, and this ah, guy, like, so he, cute. He's, he knows so much about me. He, he, if he wanted to ever blackmail me, he can. And I, I know he never <laughs> will. Dev would never, he never do would. that. So I think I think it's definitely possible for males to have male friends that they love and they tell each other, "Hey, man, I love you." And, and I love that that you're able wrong, to man. do that. Sucks, man, I love you. Yeah, I love you too, bro. Uh, you, see, you see how good that so feels. So beautiful. Why would a man not want to feel that? You know what I mean? It's just brotherly love. Yeah, yeah. and I, you know, and 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 I see it with. Thankfully, again, I'm bring up my husband, who is wonderful in that way too. He's got really close guys who he's hugging and and yeah I love you man you're you're my brother and it's wonderful to see because it's what we what I have with with the girlfriends you know so I think we need more of that we need to do more somehow uh what does it mean to be a man today and uh maybe we'll talk about kissing next how's that kissing's fun and I have a bunch of text messages and people who want to talk about this as well this is our guys panel On CJD 800. Oh, the Boys Club. We have so much fun in between sessions. I hope you can tune in on on Facebook uh, Live and and just interact with us because we really have fun off air as well. Stephen Voice is with me. He's an award-winning nominated artist, singer, songwriter, music producer, actor, and engineer. Uh, He's 30-ish. And single, very single, ladies. Uh, Stephen Drulis, not single, a 41-year-old married with two kids. He's the chef and owner of Restaurant Vivaldi. Sukdev Benning, who is 30-ish as well, in a relationship, no kids, who is a, a flow coach. He teaches you how to live, like how to live in the here and now and how to connect to your own essence, which I think uh, everybody needs a little bit of, oh, yeah. especially when we're talking about... <laughs> Men, you know, and I just want to share a couple of texts here. We've been talking about men and mental health issues, what it means to be a man, men having close, intimate relationships. This person wrote, as a gay man, I have yet to see two straight men or a gay man and a straight have an intimate relationship as two gay men, two straight women, or two lesbians. There must be a dude code that they must remain brutes as if they show any signs of closeness would threaten the image of virility. My straight buddies don't even like to sit too close to each other. 
Remember the mid-70s comedy silent movie? Three men in a trailer are huddled closely as the door opens to some women who see this sight blurting out fags in disgust. Well, I guess, see, that's what was ingrained in us, right? It's mm. like you can't, you can't sit too close. You can't, don't, don't kiss me, dude. Don't hug me. Don't, you know, as a dude. I don't know. How, do you, just as, as a, do you ever hug, kiss your guy friends? All the time. Okay, good. Yeah. You all, you guys do that too. Okay, good. I'm See, I'm happy to hear that. Like, to me, this is so important. I grew up in a culture where men did kiss, uh, you know, on, yeah. on, on both cheeks. Like, that. that's my culture. So, I like, for me, that's perfectly, you know, normal. I'm 60, still young in heart, still young at heart, and look in my mid-40s, feel 21. I'm far more sensitive today than I ever was. Caught myself shedding a tear during a sad part of, of a movie. Find myself more sensitive towards others. My girlfriend has noticed change in the last five years. Personally, I wish I was less emotional. Guess it stems from being the youngest of six. Was l- lucky to be loved by so many but been through a lot. Why don't wish you were less emotional. You only shed one little tear during a sad part of a movie. <laughs> That's not too emotional. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, this from a woman. Uh, I'm with Dr. Lori, a sensitive man who can cry when he feels the need is the best kind of man and or human being which I love that. Another one says, I don't think you can generalize not all women have close girlfriends. That is true. It's not, I don't want to make the assumption that everybody has close ones, but it's, I find women, it's important. And in fact, studies show that women's mental health is better when they have a close circle of friends. Hmm. So we can strive to make those friends, strive to make those connections. And some of my closest friends I met when I was in my late 40s, and these are my closest girlfriends today, and I met them, you know, in, in midlife. So it doesn't mean they have to be from childhood. I think, Stephen, you were talking about, you know, often guys have kid, uh, friends from childhood. Yeah. Like far more you notice than, than women from like young, young ages. I find in my circle, uh, uh, my guy friends tend to keep their guy friends a lot longer, and, and whereas the female friends in my circle like like i said i don't see the bridesmaids around from a lot of the weddings mm-hmm, anymore but i still mm-hmm. see all the groomsmen right you know, so, right that's uh, interesting i should yeah. look into that a little yeah. bit because uh that is interesting I, a lot of the women i know we we have some of us like i have friends that i've had for 45 years 40 years but most of my friends have come later on but in I, life i do agree with you like i wish my wife had more people to talk to sometimes you know uh i it's just you mm-hmm. know i have a bigger circle of friends than she does and uh she would benefit from it from, you know, you know, getting a break from me, you know. Right. Yeah, uh, so much. I have somebody, one of our listeners who sends me, seems like now, a nightly poem, which I, I'm going to read because it's cute. <laughs> Here is Dr. Lori sitting with three men, a few young roosters surrounding one interesting hen. Men are more emotional than we want women to know. The last thing we want is that emotion to show. When a relationship ends, women turn the page, men get angry, and it can turn to rage. If men loved like a woman, life would be easier. It would be far more passionate and somewhat cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> there's, so, there's, yeah. there's your next song I lyrics. Know. There's Thank your you. song lyrics. Thank you for the lyrics. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, texter says, as a woman, I would be curious in hearing your male's panel's opinion on my following personal views of what it truly means to equally be a woman and or man accordingly, which I believe 
must first and foremost necessarily begin by ultimately transcending both the sexual and gender-limited and often immature socially imposed definitions and notions thereof. This is our scholar. He's also a regular. Uh, thereby establishing a solid foundation of what it means to be an evolved person in the first place. So it's that humanness, right? Mm. Beyond gender and cultural differences, which segregate us as humans, which you mentioned, Stephen, yeah. and consequently, subsequently building upon that foundation with the most constructive notions and definitions pertaining a relatively more superficial differences instead. And I think Sukhdev is that's pretty much encapsulates the work you do yeah. i think hundred percent hundred percent because that's what it's about what it, what is an evolved person mm -hmm. right it's such an interesting question but the more self-aware you are of yourself then you become an evolved individual because you're no longer reacting to your reality you're choosing yeah, the, it's the reaction, right? And, Sometimes and we react unconsciously. We're not aware of why we react. That's why it. do I get so angry in this situation? Why am I losing control in this situation? And when you understand where all these things come from, it's oh. like connecting all the dots. It clears all the clutter out well, inside. I, I've been going through that recently in the past couple of years, trying to get like less Gordon Ramsay and. <laughs> <laughs> but really it's, it's a thing i'm trying to calm everybody down like as a chef it's hard right because you're managing a, a very high pressured yeah uh, but I, I i've been trying to train myself to like all right take a deep breath okay and don't blow no because i mean we're like i said we're, we're cooking food here we're not curing cancer we're right. not fighting a war let's take it down a notch guys we'll get through it and uh and that's very recent in my evolution because okay. i felt i was getting a little hot under the collar no unhealthy Okay. You know, and I wasn't, I'm not that bad, by the way, uh, right. compared to some other guys, but I just, right. I want my work environment to be a lot more zen. Right. The word? But you yeah. see, you saw, you already recognized that it was unhealthy for you. And yeah. I think that's, I think, Sukhdev, that's what you're saying. It's like recognizing first it. that it's hurting you. Being this way hurts you, hurts your relationships. And that self-awareness is so important. I'm glad to say that, like, I have at least 50% of my clients in my practice are male so men are seeking help yeah. more and more i've been in the business for 30 years like treating people for 30 years and i'm seeing more and more uh men showing up so which i love because they're vulnerable and they're okay to be vulnerable and they let it out yeah. you know yeah and they cry it's and it's okay it's nothing wrong you know that. and Just i encourage it, it. It's like, and if they've never cried, I make them cry. <laughs> because I think it's important, right? It has to come out. It's they have to learn out. that it's safe and it's okay to do that, mm. right? You just scared me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not coming to see me anytime soon. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Stephen Voice, Stephen Drulis, Sukhdev Benning. Where can we find all of you? Stephen Voice. Find me, find me on, Insta on Instagram. It links to everything. Stephen Voice on Instagram. S-T-E-P-H-E. N B O Y C E. All right, Sukdev. Me too, Sukdev Benning on Instagram, S U K H D E V B E N N I N G. And uh, Stephen Drulis behind like the kitchen. Them, yeah. Restovavaldi.com. <laughs> Restovavaldi. Or just go have a little bite to eat there. Paris Mansori, thank you so much for uh, doing the Facebook livey thingy for us. Uh, certainly appreciate it. Thanks to Aaron Lakoff, our technical producer, as well. Connecting with me on, uh, you can connect with me on social media at 
Dr. Lori Batito through my website, drlori.com. And if you miss part of the show, you want to hear the rest of it, and you can either watch it live on Facebook. You can also go to the website, go to uh, the uh, Passion Radio, and then all the past shows are on there as podcasts. So you can download them, listen to them at your leisure. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, and remember to live your life with passion.